Okay, welcome back to another episode of Two on OSU. Ben, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining me for this Sellout Crowd podcast. We cover Oklahoma State all season long, but you may be joining us for the first time because it's Bedlam week. Everything's a little more exciting, a little more unusual, with more heightened importance in Bedlam week. So we're excited to jump into that for the suddenly hot Cowboys, Ben. It's uh, quite a change from what I thought Bedlam week would be just four or five weeks ago. Um, But before we talk about the stars that Oklahoma State's going to need to win and uh, close Bedlam right, we'll talk about the stars of Sellout Crowd a little bit. we got to thank our sponsors. So thank you to MidFirst Bank, the Laser Light Skin Clinic, National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Casino, and Oklahoma Ford Dealers for sponsoring the show, keeping the lights on at 2 on OSU, and at Sellout Crowd. Um, those folks are great. So if you want to support us, you can support those businesses. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Ben, the Cowboys are hoping Trace Ford is not the best in Oklahoma on Saturday. Um, he's the, an interesting piece of this whole Bedlam conversation. We just got done talking with Mike Gundy. Uh, where, do, where, where should we start this out with, with the Bedlam conversation? I mean... Uh, I'm just coming back from that press conference with Mike Gundy, just kind of wondering what on earth we heard. I mean, we heard about uh, Barry Sanders, Brian Bosworth, Bedlam, K-State maybe being a bigger game than Bedlam, according to Mike Gundy. It was a wild time in there. Yeah, it it was. And uh, Gundy ended up backtracking on that a little bit. You might have seen that quote going around on Twitter. Um, But, you know, Gundy was just more of the importance of, hey, Kansas State was was a, a big game because if you don't play well against Kansas State, Bedlam doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm sure Gundy will say if Oklahoma State wins Bedlam and then everything becomes on the table, I'm sure Gundy will say, well, UCF is a bigger game because uh, then nothing else matters if you know U- UCF isn't won um, in terms of season-long implications, Cowboys getting to Arlington. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it would be a shame, Ben, to, to not touch at all on the Cincinnati game, which was a bit of a wild game in its own right. The, the Cowboys... I think you, you wrote in your story, you know, hey, they finally blew someone out. That hasn't happened um, to that proportion since early last year. Yeah, it had been over a year. Um, and it's I'm thinking, of course, back to that 63-7 to win, I think it was, against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, this, certainly a much more impressive win than even that, I think, Sam, because of, of Cincinnati, not even a top-half team in the Big 12, but they have some players. You wrote about Dante Corleone, uh, one of Cincinnati's big defensive linemen who's been great for them all year. Cowboys were able to shut down Emory Jones um, on, on the off, on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I think it was an impressive win. And gosh, like, if if anybody left in the world thought that Ollie Gordon's performances were were something he couldn't keep up or or a fluke at all, I mean, I think that is completely gone. To do that against Cincinnati's defensive front was very impressive. Yeah, Ollie Gordon is now the nation's leader in rushing with 1,087 yards. Um, and Ben, that's impressive in its own right to be the, the nation leader halfway through the year in rushing yards. But that's including what happened early on. where uh, Gordon, he got three carries against South Alabama, was anything was far from of the featured back until the Cowboys got into Big 12 play. So He's been been doing this by now. You know all the stats about how he's ripped off 200, 300-yard games these past four games. He's been doing all that against Big 12 competition. It's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And I was thinking back, Sam, um, of course, Mike, Mike Gundy, the, the big point of, of topic around here is Ollie Gordon needs to stay humble and continue to be hungry. That's kind of really been the point. Mike Gundy's been driving into us, and I can only imagine how many times Ollie Gordon has heard that from his coach so far uh, through these last four games. And just to think back of, of some of the running backs here who have done it, Barry Sanders and, and Thurman Thomas, Mike Gundy talked about those guys today. Ollie Gordon called Oklahoma State RBU. But the last guy to to really um, kind of do that and remind me of Ollie Gordon was, was Chuba Hubbard. In 2019, he had that fantastic season where he had some you know, 90, 80-yard runs that, that have really been similar um, to what Ollie Gordon's doing now. Um, and, and, I, and I looked, Sam, I was like, like, I wonder how Chuba's best games have stacked up against Ollie's best games. And well, Chuba, uh, he, he still holds that number one spot. In, in 2019 against K-State, he had 303 total yards. But Ollie Gordon has had... 250 has had 271, 282. He's had the next most yards, uh, aside from that one game Chuba Hubbard is doing. And Ollie Gordon's only a sophomore. So so Ollie Gordon has uh, had every bit of the run Chuba has had, and maybe even more. Yeah, you know, that that last run he had been the 75-yard touchdown jaunt to really, you know, put put the put the nail. Um, maybe the coffin was already closed in that game, but uh, you know, to to stack on his stats late against Cincinnati, that especially reminded me of Chuba a little bit from from Ollie Gordon there because he had the breakaway speed. He he finished off that run. He didn't get caught at the five, at the ten, um, like a lot of bigger backs uh, with his size do. Gordon has that just star, superstar combination of, of breakaway speed and size to get through those holes in the first place. Gundy said it this way post game. He said, "You know, Gordon's got good competitive speed." Um, Gundy mentioned or compared Hartley Dykes to where you know maybe their forty time won't blow you away, but that's just straight line speed. Competitive speed is when you and a guy are racing to the end zone. You got to account for angles. You got to you know um, just bob and weave a little bit. And Gordon, he doesn't get caught a lot, which is different from straight speed. But he has an ability to not be caught. That is really impressive. And now he's ninth in the Heisman odds, Ben. How about that? Yeah, in the first running back, right? I, I know you looked it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and this is from FanDuel, which I looked up after this week. I, ironically, Ben, uh, Ollie is still one spot behind Dylan Gabriel. So we'll have a <laughs> pair of uh, top 10 Heisman contenders coming to Stillwater next week. But yeah, uh, he's the, the first running back on the, on the board and just behind Marvin Harrison for position players. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to take a stab at Ollie Gordon six thousand to one, uh, <laughs> he's he's a Heisman contender. You can make quite a quite a bit of money on that bin. But I mean, running backs winning the Heisman Trophy, you you have to have an absurd season. But considering where Ollie Gordon started the year, uh, what was what his Heisman odds were after the first three weeks of the season, maybe six thousand to one is not such a bad bet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, life is pretty good for Ollie Gordon right now. He he said he's gotten. Thousands of, of Instagram followers more, and um, you know now he wants an NIL deal from Olive Garden, which which actually makes sense a little bit. So it, it really does, you know. Gundy, he's not just that's not just coach speak to keep Gordon humble. It it would serve to benefit Oklahoma State, n- no doubt about it. Especially when you consider Barry Sanders, the the greatest back to ever do it, 
he was the definition of, of humble and he, he wasn't about all the attention. So, you know, Gundy said, Hey, Gordon being a proud player is not a bad thing at all, but it, it's something you have to, to watch out for and guard against is getting bigger than the next game, getting bigger than the next play. Well, it makes a lot of sense that, that Mike places such an importance on that. He made the point today, look, I'm not out there throwing passes, you know, anymore. Um, This is what a head coach does. He kind of manages players and keeps his players in line and performing to the best. And Mike Mike said he's seen it before, just kind of the the stardom, uh, everything that comes with being a fantastic college football player on the national level, it can kind of get to you. Um, And and he said, hey, I I was with the, the greatest college running back of all time in Barry Sanders. And he talked a little bit about that today, some of the stories about Barry and not wanting to accept the Heisman Trophy, being, being more content to just sleep. Um, I thought that was funny. And just the, the comparison, I mean, Ollie Gordon uh, probably feels a little bit more in the Thurman, uh, Thurman, Thurman Thomas camp, I think, Sam, just a little bit more of a people person and out there a little bit more. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if, if Ollie Gordon, what, what, what he does in, in these next, you know, few weeks as his stardom continues to rise. Casey Dunn told me after the the Cincinnati game, the offense runs through Gordon right now. And Casey Nudd's not breaking any news in that regard. That's pretty obvious. But we'll get into to the spe, uh, spe- specific matchups that Bedlam presents. And we're going to have Eli Letterman, who covers OU for Solid Crowd on the podcast. So I'm excited for that uh, in our later episode this week to really talk about what Gordon could do against the Sooners. But Ben, to me, it it, it feels like the Cowboys, what's going to stop them? You know, if Cincinnati's rushing defense, that was that was great. Top two in the Big 12, right up there with Texas at the top. I mean, the Bearcats hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher this year. And if Ollie Gordon can do that against Cincinnati, maybe he has the same thing against Bedlam. You know, OSU's offense is going to need him. I know, and we saw how banged up OU's defense was against Kansas. And a lot of people maybe... Figured that was part of the reason why KU's offense had so much success in that upset last week um, was was guys without you know Stutzman in the middle and uh, so many more defensive players for OU. So I would imagine those guys are going to make every single effort to get back for this Bedlam game, knowing just how well Oklahoma State runs the ball. They'll run the ball right up the middle. You know, everyone knows what the plan is there, and the Cowboys are are going to do it and do it better than you. So I'd, I'd imagine all those OU guys are, are going to do every effort to get back for for what's building up to be a huge game. And this offensive line has been gouging holes in defensive lines. It's impressive. Gordon will go untouched to the, the linebacker. He'll hit the second level. Sometimes the safety will be the first to touch him. So it's not just Gordon, but when you can give a guy like Gordon lanes to run in, it's 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 a combination that, that will crush defenses. And it's been, it, it wasn't there in the first three weeks of the year, but now that it's here and now that the offensive line has just tightened its focus and started playing well, you know, maybe the Cowboys have that advantage in rushing, which has not been the case in a lot of bedlams. The only guy who can stop Ollie Gordon is Dalton Cooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll drill down into, into the bedlam matchup a little bit uh, next week. But Ben, let's talk big picture what this win could mean for OSU playoff scenarios, putting this team in. Wait, wait, we're talking playoff scenarios. Wasn't this the team that 
was was left for dead and was was not going to make a bowl. What what do you mean playoff scenario? Play, playoffs probably the right word. No two no two lost teams ever made the playoff. No, um, yeah, I, I was just getting hard time. Yeah, yeah, uh, but postseason, postseason, Big Twelve championship game, New Year's Six. Who would have thought? That's a reasonable com- conversation to have. That seemed ludicrous a few a few weeks ago when the Cowboys were two and two, you know, zero and one in Big Twelve play with a loss to South Alabama and in Iowa State. But but now been five way tie at the top. The Cowboys they could get to Arlington if if Oklahoma State wins Bedlam. It really sets Oklahoma State up well to get to Arlington. I'd say they had the inside track if they can jump the highest hurdle yet and win the last Bedlam. Yeah, I mean, Barry Trammell wrote about the the differences in the remaining schedule for those teams tied up top. And Sam, I know it sets up favorably for OSU. The remaining record in Big 12 play for OSU's next opponents is 7-13. and 13. Of course, they play Central Florida, Houston, and BYU after Bedlam. OU, they're looking at an 11-9 record the rest of the way from their opponents, Texas 12-8, Kansas State 13-7, and, and Iowa State 13-7. and seven. So the Cowboys are the only team with a downhill slope, I think, the rest of the way to, to make a run in the Big 12. Yeah, and we'll know a ton more about the Big 12 standings after this week because those teams in the top half, they're playing each other. Obviously, Bedlam will mean a lot, and then uh, Texas plays Kansas State. So we'll figure out a lot. But, you know, and if the Cowboys lose Bedlam, then you become just a team that will probably get to a solid bowl game. You know, the Cowboys clinched bowl eligibility. And then maybe you're looking at a season uh, where, hey, you're just trying to get to a better bowl than the guaranteed rate bowl. Um, but like I said, if you win Bedlam, Oklahoma State is set up for – the inside track to the Big 12 championship and, and beyond. So that's what's really fascinating to me, Ben, is this is a, a real hinge, a real turning point for the season that usually we don't see with, with Bedlam until being the last game of the year. But it's, to, to me, the Cowboys' biggest game of the season. Clearly, take aside the, the whole rivalry and the whole last Bedlam thing. You know, if, if these teams didn't have helmet stickers on the side and it was just about the records, this would be the biggest game of the year too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and then you add in the helmet sticker, you add in everything that goes with it. 230 kick on ABC. This is this is going to be an atmosphere, I think, unlike what we've seen in a long time, maybe since 2021 Bedlam, which was, of course, such a huge game. It's going to be a madhouse. You know, Ben, we, we were joking uh, yesterday about, <laughs> isn't it a little funny? A little ironic, after all the beatings Oklahoma has given Kansas, that now the Jayhawks, you know, they, they technically, they have the last laugh, at least yeah. for a while, after, after winning in, in, at, at Kansas last week. This, the Cowboys kind of have a similar opportunity here, where OSU has been the, the team on the receiving end of so many beatings at the hand of the Sooners throughout the years. But that... A lot of it could be washed away. At least the OSU fans around the water cooler could have a barb to throw back if they say, okay, but what happened last time? And, I mean, it, it would be it would just be a, an ironic twist to this rivalry that's been pretty uh, full of vitriol, but also a little one-sided. No doubt. Well, we'll get into the two-minute drill, Ben. And uh, we brought up the Heisman odds a little earlier. So let's uh, give you a chance at home to, to pull up that list while I go through it. We'll go 
Ben, who would you vote for in the Heisman? So this is not necessarily who you think is going to win, but which of these players, I'll run through the top 10 and then we'll get into it, do you think is the best value for the money? So Michael Penix Jr., J.J. McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Jordan Travis, Marvin Harrison, Carson Beck, Dylan Gabriel, Ollie Gordon, and Caleb Williams. That's the top 10. Ben, jump into it. Give me a, give me a name, give me a number, and we'll say uh, betting 100 bucks. Who are you putting 100 bucks on to, to win the Heisman? And is it Ollie Gordon? Well, it's not Ollie Gordon. Um, I'm sorry, the Heisman Trophy is no longer a general college football award. It's a quarterback award. Um, Devonta Smith was, of course, the, the receiver to win it, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. I'm going to take a quarterback with with my first $100 bill. I would go uh, Michael Penix over at Washington. I mean, Washington is still unbeaten. They uh, have had some closer calls these last couple of weeks, but I like Washington, and there's going to be some huge Pac-12 games down the stretch. That league is shaping up to be really strong. So if uh, Washington and Michael Penix can can win that league and remain unbeaten, get Washington back to the college football playoff, I think that's an award he has a really good chance at winning. As much as I want to pick Marvin Harrison Jr. here, because you and I are both on the same soapbox here, Ben, we're sick of it being not only a quarterback award, but a quarterback popularity contest. Um, you know, heck, yeah. what I would love is give the Heisman Trophy to a left tackle. That's just a monster. <laughs> uh, but but that's not going to happen. That doesn't, uh, you know, get people to tune into the Heisman ceremony in New York. And, you know, quarterback is the most important position. So there's an argument. But, you know, if you're truly going the most outstanding player in college football, it's probably some left tackle somewhere or or, or some linebacker somewhere. Um, but as, as for my money, you know, give me Carson Beck, yeah. Georgia's quarterback. He's coming off the board at plus 2,500. Georgia's still undefeated. Stetson Bennett was in the conversation. Stetson Bennett. So, um, you know, for, for Georgia last year, and they've obviously had a ton of success. So that's maybe where I'd throw a stab at, at Carson Beck at, at plus 2,500. But it's a little unfortunate that someone like Ollie Gordon or someone like Marvin Harrison, I mean, Ben, Ollie might need 600 yards in the next game to get in the, the legitimate conversation. You know, it's it becomes interesting when you put a figure on what would someone like Gordon need to do to actually become a viable candidate to get invited to New York? And it's a lot. Yeah. Okay, well, that will about wrap it up for us here on 2 on OSU. We'll have a ton of Bedlam content that we're excited for throughout the week. And of course, coverage along with a bunch of other people from Sellout Crowd from the press box in Boone Pickens Stadium on Saturday. Ben and I want to extend a big thanks to Jacqueline Musgrove, our great producer, and Michael Lane, who makes things work behind the scenes here for 2 on OSU. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors. So feel free to check them out, Ford Dealers, all those great folks who help keep the lights on. And if you like the show, feel free to leave a review. Subscribe, comment, uh, share, do, do whatever it does. That, uh, that'll help us out and, and extend the show and extend the reach of the show. And uh, we'll keep you updated with all the latest from the Cowboys camp as they potentially get to a Big 12 championship game or maybe they lose in, uh, in in huge fashion and, you know, puts a damper on the season and it's just, it, it, they falter down the rest of the way. So we'll be here either way, keeping you updated.